right, y'all. Welcome back to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast. Y'all know you're my purpose peeps, and I'm so excited about this episode with you this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whenever you're listening. I'm here with Soraya, the founder and owner of Manifest Your Purpose, a luxury stationery company. Um, they are awesome. If you don't follow them on Instagram, you should. If you don't have, you've never bought their products, you should. We'll get all into all of that in a bit. Um, but I'm just so excited about this conversation. So welcome to the podcast, Soraya. Thank you. Thank you. I'd love for you to share a little bit about yourself, manifest your purpose with our audience. Absolutely. Um, so one, just thank you so much for this opportunity to talk with you. And um, my name is Soraya Hawkins Banda. I am the founder and CEO of Manifest Your Purpose. Like Bree said, it's a luxury stationery and office accessories company for purpose-driven women. Um, a little bit about myself. So I am a Texas native, if you cannot hear it in my voice. I was born and raised in East Texas in a town called Sulphur Springs. Shout out to the 903. I'm really proud of where I'm from. Um, I've traveled all around the world, but Texas will always be home for me. I went to college, I went to Texas Christian University in Fort Worth, Go Frogs, where I met my husband, and we've pretty much been here ever since. Um, I did go to Texas A&M for two years for grad school, but I moved back literally the day that I graduated, because I was so ready to get back. I'm a nerd. No surprise, I started a stationary company. I've always been a planner. I've always loved writing things down. Even when I was a little girl, I would get on all of the grown-ups' nerves. I would write them to-do lists and tell them how to get their life together. Um, so now I get to do that for thousands of women, which I love. I do it in a more loving way. So, yeah, that's a little blurb about me. And you can follow me at underscore manifest your purpose. Um, me and my partner, Bianca, are very responsive. We love talking to people and getting to know people in our community and beyond. So please check us out. Yes, I love what you said about Texas A&M because I have a cousin who graduated from there and I was thinking the same thing. He, he was mm. like, mm, no. Then he ended up going to Oklahoma and then he went to mm. Langston University to get his master's degree because he was like, y'all not really about anything. So that made me chuckle a little bit. Um, I think that one of the things that attracted me most to your your brand, and um, I know in this episode we're talking about transitions, but what I want to give just more backstory because I want people to know with the Black Girls of Purpose podcast, some people I know very well that are guests, and some people I'm like, mm, no, I don't. We're it's just you know you just have that kindred spirit, and I'm like, you need to be on this podcast, and I don't remember how I came across um Sarai's page, but one of the things that I loved immediately was just how unapologetic you are as far as I'm gonna sprinkle some black girl magic here I'm gonna sprinkle it over here this is for us <laughs> by us like I mean if you <laughs> if you're not us you can sit with us but like understand <laughs> right like that's yeah I'm trying to let you know this is what we're we're doing here so yeah. do you feel like um your experience being in two different PWIs kind of cultivated that, like, I don't care. This is where we are. I had to be sim assimilate to these other spaces. And now y'all just going to come and see what we're doing over here. Or like, what are the things that really pushed that um, in your brand? That is a great question. Um, I will say this. 
as I grew up in East Texas, um, and I say that because I grew up in a very racially divided small East Texas town. It was very black and white. There were not many other um, nationalities or ethnicities that were there. And with it being black and white, my family on my mom's side had been there for generations. So most black people were related to me. So I, from a very young age, was accustomed to being the only black girl, you know, on this team or the only black girl um, in the spelling bee, the only black girl. So when I went to college and went to PWIs, it never bothered me because I grew up in that space. But I think being in that environment so young, my parents had to cultivate a sense of confidence in me and who I was and a sense of pride in my culture, even when other people didn't show that same respect, admiration, or, you know, um, loyalty to my culture. And I never assimilated, I'll say that. Like I was that person in college who was blackly black, black and did not care. I did not care if it pissed anybody off. I did not care if they didn't understand, but I always was open to having conversations with people, you know, and it it has just continued into my professional career and now into my entrepreneurial pursuits. I'm very proud of who I am. And I feel that black women in particular are just not celebrated enough. We're normally having to go in and smash these glass ceilings. We're having to go into spaces that were never meant for us. We're having to go in knowing that people already have preconceived notions about who we are, even though we're definitely overqualified to be in these spaces and we have to fight for everything we get. So when I started my company, you're right. I was very unapologetic about the fact that it was for black women because we deserve to have a space where we can just come be ourselves and be celebrated simply for being a black woman. I did stop and think about how I was branding my business. I'm like, are people that are not in this category going to be mad or are they not going to, you know, purchase? And what I realized very quickly was if people are decent human beings <laughs> and they believe that, you know, Black women are phenom phenomenal as we are, then they support my brand. And if you don't, this brand was not meant for you. It's that simple. So yes, that's just a little background into why I think the way I do and why I do not care. I'll go up against anybody and say who my company is for and who we celebrate. You feel like, what are the seasons of transitions you feel like Manifest Your Purpose has gone through um, since you all started? Hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there's been a couple, I'd say huge ones. One, um, just getting started was a transition, right? So we started during COVID, as many businesses did. Um, and it was really exciting. You know, you have that adrenaline when you first start. But then it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> I'm, I'm responsible for all of these things. And I know there's just so many lessons that you learn as a business owner. And one of my favorite sayings is 
some things you don't know until you have to know. And that happened to me very quickly. So when you start a business, obviously you want it to be successful, but no one tells you what to do when it is successful. And when I started, I had coffee mugs and they have evolved, thank God. But I had two coffee mugs that I launched with. They sold out within two days. And when I started, I was getting coffee mugs manufactured by a woman locally. Um, Cause I had this very ambitious goal when I got started I was only going to work with Black-owned companies, and that had to change real quick, but that's another story for another podcast. Um, and when those sold out, I placed another order, and we ran into a problem where they weren't used to producing a high quantity. So because of that, the quality of their products went down the larger the orders are placed. And long story short, I got one of the orders. It wasn't up to par. I told them that they didn't want to fix it. We had to part ways. So now I'm in a situation where I have like dozens and dozens of customers who are waiting for these mugs. I have no idea where they're going to come from. And that was hard for me. That was probably the first moment where I was like, I just want to shut this down. But I had that weight of responsibility. Like people trusted in me. And I'm thinking, oh my God, is this going to end my business? Because these people are like, oh my God, it's going to take this girl six to eight weeks to give me one mug. Like, what's going on with her? And on the inside, knowing that that wasn't my fault, but from the outside looking in, they don't know that. So I think that was the first period of transition is just learning the responsibilities that come with being a business owner. And that was not the first hard lesson that I learned, but that's one of the ones that sticks in my memory the most because I just remember sometimes not even be able to, being able to sleep because at that time I would like line orders around my office. That's before I had a newborn and I could and a puppy. I could do that. And every day I walked in my office, I would just see those unfulfilled orders and I was like, oh my God. So that was one period of transition. And then of course I just went through another. Um when I started NYP, I was still working full time. As many of us do, we use our full time to fund our, you know business until we can grow it to the point where we don't need a full time. So I was able to step away from my job a couple of months ago. And that was a huge transition for me. I knew um, without a doubt that that's what I was supposed to do. I had been praying for a long time for that day to come. And I actually had planned to leave September 30th because that was the end of Q3. And I was like, I'm going to get my last bonus check and then I'll be really good. I had my little savings plan you know, together, but my mental health was deteriorating at a really rapid pace. Um, I honestly would look in the mirror and not know who I was. I was so stressed. I was so anxious all the time. And I had a lot coming up business-wise. And I was like, why don't I just like dive 100% into my business right now? And you know, you don't make plans to fail, but I had to remind myself that I'm a very capable, educated, degreed person. If I needed to go get a job at whatever point I could. But for right now, I know God is calling me to my business and I need to listen to that calling. And I don't regret it. It's been hard because we're trained to make good grades and get a good job and make good money. Like I feel like that's what we come up thinking. And that's how I've always operated. And everything I've ever done over the last decade, no matter how many degrees I've gotten or how many trainings and certifications I've done have been for my career. 
So now to do a full 180 and I'm no longer getting a check from someone and I'm not necessarily utilizing my degrees whatsoever for this business, I'm like, that's a little scary, you know? I may not be able to do things in the way that I was accustomed to doing them before. I'm going to have to change some habits. I'm going to have to change mentally the way I approach things, but I know it was the right move. So I'm still in that transition. I'm still unlearning certain things and I'm having to switch my mode of thought to one, God told me to do it. So I need to be obedient to it. Two, don't worry about the fact that you're not in that career that you spent all those years building this is kingdom work, so it, it automatically has the power to reach further and do more than anything that you were doing in a corporate setting. So I'm still in that transition right now, and I'm still trying to feel my way through it. I love that you talked about the first transition of being like, oh, wait, no, I'm the owner, the <laughs> right? Because I know we talked about this earlier, like, you know, it's it's... It's, it's easier. I mean, everybody talks about choosing your heart. So it's not easier, but it is. Mm. Where you can kind of be close your computer at the end of the day at your job and be like, this y'all thing. Like, yes, I know mm. I have my certain job response, but I'm about to go on with my children and maybe I'm going to look at this tomorrow versus what you're saying of going into your office and maybe the, the orders are not going to fulfill themselves. And <laughs> even when you were talking, I was thinking about you know, you're, you're, uh, one of your products, the What Would Beyonce Do nameplates, I know those are really popular. And I remember when you got your first shipment, you said how um, they were scratched, right? So you were having to go back and double package stuff. Like the first order you couldn't even use had to go back and double double wrap that, right? So that's not the luxurious side, even Ooh. with the luxury company, right? And one day I'm going to post a video. I, 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 girl, I took footage <laughs> of the very first order that I got. And then the second order I got was messed up too. We were only able to use like 50 out of the 500 that came in the second order. And I ordered from a different vendor and we just got those in yesterday and they're fine. But we had to use a different material for the actual nameplate. So this goes back to people looking and like, oh my God, yes. And that's why I, I take it very personally as someone who has a platform um, to be very transparent because I feel like social media is just so full of liars. They're so full of liars. They're so full of people pretending that things are always great and that everyone needs to start their own business. No, you absolutely do not. There is no shame in, you know, working for someone else and building your life and career around that. There's no shame in it. If you're starting your own business, and especially if you're trying to scale to the point where I am, because I, I am going to be a worldwide brand, technically I already am because it's shit worldwide, but yeah. I'm trying to grow even bigger. There's so much that comes with that. And there's so many lessons that you learn and money that you lose and time that you cannot get back. But it's like, now I know, okay, when I order these nameplates, I need to order this material versus this material because this one scratches easier. And I need to tell them when they ship it to me to package it this way so it's not damaged in transit. And like I said, that's something I would not know until I had to know. Now I know. But it's, it still doesn't make the lesson learned any easier. Oh, good. So when you were talking, I was thinking about the difference between shrinking back and showing up 
because mm. I think a lot of the challenges that we have are an opportunity to do either one, mm-hmm. right? Like we see a challenge and we can either be like, yeah, this is where I get off. Or we can say, all right, I got to show up a little different. I got to show up a little harder. And my dad always says, he said, Brie, you want to know why so few people are successful? He said, because there's too many exit ramps. You can see mm. where success is. You're looking down the road. It's got a big sign, you know, like the Wizard of Oz. You can see it, but mm-hmm. you can see all, all the, the things you have to do to get to that place. And people, yeah. sometimes people will get, I was watching this show yesterday. This man had bought a car 10 minutes into getting off the lot. He crashed the car. And that's how many of My us, Lord. where we like, yeah. wait, God, I just, like, you just told me to leave the job yesterday. The very next day, I lose money on this. Or I'm not. It can't yeah. be you. You can't be. And you know, we, then we'd be like, God, you can't be in this. You can't be in this. There's no way you're in this. And so how do you, sh- how do you fight the temptation to shrink back versus show up in those times of hardship, in those times of challenges, in those times of persecution and from mm-hmm. a spiritual standpoint even from a, a a physical standpoint where people have negative things to say like how do you push past that what keeps you going what keeps you motivated great question um undoubtedly my faith is the number one thing that keeps me going um and it's you know a muscle like you have to work at having faith it's not something that you're just born with is something that you have to actively work on every day. And I'll say specifically for Manifest Your Purpose, I never planned on starting this company. I did not. Like anyone who knows me knows that I was a corporate climber. That was never on my radar. And because I know that God told me to start this company, I have an unbreakable faith that he's going to see that work through. Now, when you're getting into those days where you're losing money, and you're looking at them profit loss statements or you're looking at the monthly balance sheets and it's like, okay, the math ain't mathing. I do get really frustrated. I'm human. I, I get anxiety and I get overwhelmed, but I always come back to God told me to do it. So it's almost like a childlike faith. You know, when when kids were approaching the holiday season, I know you know this all too well. Girl, a, a child asks for a mansion for Christmas and they're they going to think that their parents are getting it for them, period. Like, there's no, it's not going to happen. It's like, no, I asked for it. So, you know, I'm going to watch to see how they work it out. That's how I approach my relationship with God. Because he gave me this vision, it's really not my job to understand how it's going to work out. My job is to work hard and have faith. And I do that every single day. So for me, I always remind myself it's a long game. It was a crappy week. It's been a crappy day. And, you know, I may not see straight. Like you said, I know it's there. I know success is there. I may not see exactly how I'm going to get there, but that's his job. That's not my job to figure out. So that's kind of what I, I hang on to. And it's easier said than done. I think when it's really bad, when it's hard for me to um, remember those words that I just said, it's the people that I have around me. 
Um, my husband is my biggest supporter. My daughter, I love how hard she goes to manifest your purpose, baby. She was telling people that I have a million dollars. I'm like, I need to know where it is. <laughs> I need you to tell me where it is. But it's like, it, it's just so beautiful to see how much faith she has in me and how proud she is of me building, you know, this company because she's been there from the very beginning. And my friends, I called a friend the other day and she just had to speak life into me for about 30 minutes. But she was like, no, no, no. Like, I don't like the way you're talking. Let's rewind. Like, let's talk about how God gave you this and how he's not going to snatch it away from you. So I think it's really important to strategically place people around you who can speak over you and who do know you. And they might not understand exactly what you're going through from a business perspective, but you know, they can pour some wisdom and some life into you in those moments where you need it most. And there's definitely days and periods where I have to rely on my circle to kind of pump me back up. Cause I'm that person. I'll always hype somebody else up, but I do not give myself that as much as I should. I don't. If you told me you were having a bad day, I'm like, let me tell you what the word says. I don't do that for myself. So I know I need other people around me that'll do that for me. Oh, you said so much. Um, you said so much, but something that you just, the last part you said, I actually just posted about that recently. I was saying, show me your pain and I'll show you your purpose. Like if you, if that's an area you struggle with, that's where you're probably the most called to encourage. So if it's like, if I struggle with discouragement, okay, I'm probably an encourager, right? If I struggle with isolation, I'm somebody that God has placed here to cultivate community amongst people, right? If I feel like I'm all over the place, I probably can help other people strategize and stuff with their things but I, I make my because he wants us to feel like imposters because if we feel like imposters and we're not going to walk in the things that God has called us to walk in because we like well no who am I to do that because I'm struggling with that within myself right but I was I, I was talking to God about this earlier because I was in my prayer closet and um was reading in the book of Joshua where the men of uh I killed the Israelites because Achan went in and took stuff he wasn't supposed to take and I said, God, am I holding anybody's stuff that I don't need? And he was like, you see that garage and all them bags of stuff you said you was going to donate and steal it? I said, oh, yes, sir. So I got all that together. My garage is clean and ready. to. And But I love, because he started with that. But then when I came back inside, I really feel like Holy Spirit was like, there are so many people who are holding on to things they need to give away. That you, They have mm. talent and give that the world mm. needs, but they're not giving. And the thing I felt so convicted because there was a, a big bag of clothes, it was actually like a, you know, those cloth laundry baskets that I had of clothes and I was going to give those away. And we had um, some flooding in our garage. And so they mm. got messed up. And so I had to put them in the trash. I had to put them mm. out in the trash on Friday. And he said, and that's exactly what's going to happen with a lot of people. Like with their gifts. Yes. They're holding it and it's going to just be put in the trash. Like that's mm -hmm. what happened with them with with I, like the men of I, they their things were supposed to be set apart for destruction. And, and people still use it. So, okay, well now y'all got to go too. everything's now everything must mm -hmm. be right. And I just, yeah. I was like, man, he said, you know, that milled, cause that's what happened it, with the water. It was, it, you could still see the stuff technically. Right. But it was mildewed. It wasn't in a condition where it did anyone any good. And I feel like that's where so many people, like, where, I felt like that was a word of warning 
where he's like, all right, you kind of get into that place where this is the time to birth the thing. And you can mm-hmm. say, oh, well, God, a few more months or like a few more weeks. And he's like, you don't have a few more months. You yeah. don't have a few more. This is the time. It, it's literally now or never. And, yeah. you know, I think there's the the whole like God is so faithful and he is so gracious, but I think that sometimes we can abuse that into laziness, right? Where we're like, mm. oh, he's going to forgive me. Yes, and it ain't going to pass me by. My blessing ain't going to pass. Okay, baby, well. Don't know. I mean, the, the word literally says not for us to sit on our gifts or they will be taken away, right? That That's a real thing. And I'll say this because it just came to me when you were asking about, you know, what you do in those moments where stuff is not so glamorous. Um, a big a big part of Manifest Your Purpose, a big thing that led me there to even pick that name because that name is everything to me. Like, I feel like some people come up with business names because they sound good or it has alliteration. No, like this name is my ministry. And for the longest time, and I know a lot of people relate to this, I couldn't tell you what I was on this earth to do. I didn't know. Like growing up, I was always praised for my athleticism and for my brain. Very smart. So that kind of came my became my identity. But you know, you get out of school and it's like you're not in school anymore. I'm not a professional athlete. You know, I'm, I'm a career person now. That's not my identity. So I kind of had a crisis. Um, Cause I'm like, what do I do? Like, what am I here for? And I feel like so many of us ask ourselves that question. And it was not until I started this company at the age of 29. So that's the first time in my life where I felt like God's hand on me, like, this is what you're supposed to do. And that peace gets me through those days where it's like, Lord, like, okay, I I don't know how this is going to work out and I'm really tired and I can't. And I'll say, it's okay to have those days. I'm having one of those days today. Like today has not been a good day for me. There's been a lot going on. There's a lot that I am trying to do to prepare my business for growth. And once again, in that situation where there's things you don't know until you have to know, had one of those moments this morning and I I just felt so discouraged, like, Lord, I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do. Why do I keep running into these roadblocks? And I have to remind myself, like, girl, this is literally your calling. And who in the Bible, I think about all of my favorite stories, who did anything for God without running into trouble or a roadblock or a literal giant? You know, like there's so many examples of people having to navigate and go on this whole journey to ultimately get to where God wanted them to be. We're no exception, but God never says you can't cry. He doesn't say you can't question. He doesn't say you can't doubt. All of those things are natural. So I have to remind myself to let myself feel it. So that's kind of where I am today. I'm not in a good mood like as it pertains to my business, but I'm letting myself feel it. And before I got on here today, I was like, Lord, this situation is literally out of my control. So this is one of those moments where I'm literally going to give it to you and not think about it anymore. At least not today. I can say that because there's nothing I can do right now to change that situation. 
So let me continue working because that's for me is how I honor God. I work and I let you do the rest. I let you do the hard part. So I just encourage anyone that's listening. It's not that you won't get down. It's not that you won't get discouraged, whether it be your business or in life in general. That's okay. Like, it's fine. Like, God expects for us to feel that way. But he also expects for us in all circumstances to trust that all things are working together for our good. And, like, I, I had to tell myself that this morning. Like, girl, just let him handle the lightweight. Because you can't fix it at all. So just let him handle it. And I feel like in those moments, you know, you really see that. You see scripture where he says his power is made perfect in weakness. Like, he's mm-hmm. like, okay. Cause, and I know, I know for me, I can only ever speak for me. I'm like, God, some stuff is you keeping me humble. Cause baby, let, let too many doors open back to back to back. I'm like, let, let me, uh, okay. I black girls got to live on purpose, but I'm about to give y'all the but brand building blocks of billion. Like I'm going to go on a yeah. tour. He's like, see, yeah. Yeah. And I, he like, my name ain't going to be nowhere in that tour. And I'm be like, yeah, I'm going to give you like a little like yeah he's like so he'll slow you down right he will he He will and what you just said it made me think of paul Mm -hmm. because he literally talks about in ephesians i believe the thorn in his side like the thorn in his flesh and that thorn is what kept him humble and more so what kept him dependent upon god because when we feel too good we get those blessings we don't pray as much and we're not connecting as much so he's like "Mm -mm, you you need me (laughs) let me remind you of that so i 1000 percent agree like he does allow certain things to happen for us to remember this ain't you this all of this that you've done that's not you it's me and we always have to remember to give him the glory so yes like I'm a person, I'm just like, you know, people, you talk about your problems and you talk about things that you endure. I'm like, that's spiritual. Everything that we discussed thus far, we've linked it to something back in the Bible. Like God literally warns us and tell us, tells us about all of these things. Sometimes it just takes us a little bit to connect the dots. So yeah, you're right. You got to remind us who he is sometimes. Yes, girl. Yes. So um, we're getting, wrap, we're wrapping up, but something I wanted to say was that, uh, you know, you talked about how this is something God has built and that that gives you confidence. Right. And I, and I love mm-hmm. you really said what I tell people. I was, I'm like, well, they got to work out. Cause this wasn't, I was about to be over here. Like I tell people all the time. I said, I was going to work for essence magazine. I was going to have a corner office in their Atlanta, uh, in their Atlanta office. I wasn't, I was, I said, I was going to be single casually dating. Meanwhile, over here, married three, three children. God was like, <laughs> you funny. And like, yeah. but I love, I love where I'm at, but it's not mm-hmm. what I would have chosen for myself. But like you mm-hmm. said, um, on days where, my children is running crazy or, um, oh my gosh, just this week I had co- coaching calls with my brands by Brie clients that were like meetings got scheduled, time zones was mixed up. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. But I just felt in that moment, again, what you just said, like, okay, thorn, this is so you don't get out here trying to give people the seven steps you need for effective systems. Cause baby, sometimes your systems don't work. Sometimes your system. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. These people are gonna class people to death and charge people to death for <laughs> stuff that you really figure out on your own. Now, don't get me wrong; there there is a need for some of those things, yeah. but I view most of that as exploitation. I oh, do absolutely! Like, it's, I, I stuff is a book too. You could just read it for twenty seven dollars, or you could actually get the book at the library for free. Mm-hmm. But 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 there, that I feel like we're also at fault for that because we want things fast. We and do. So That's our culture. They told me we gonna have it in eight weeks. So okay, whereas as maybe I if I apply the principles from a book, it's gonna take me a year. But you telling mm-hmm. me I can have it in eight weeks. And I, mm-hmm. I I saw someone post this, and I, I it resonated so deeply with me. It was an entrepreneur who's super successful, and he was he said, "I'm trying to build. I'm trying." He said, "Where everybody else is trying to build things fast, I'm trying to see how slowly I can build a thing. How slowly can I build a thing?" And I said, "You know, I had to t- even just." Last night, I had to take a step back because there was something I was planning on launching this fall. And I said, God, why why am I trying to do that right now? Mm-hmm. And I really just, I know for myself, it was a place of fear because this is something mm-hmm. I tried to do a few years ago and God was like, nope, don't do it. So if you, you feel like if you can get ahead of God enough, he ain't going to tell you to stop. So I was like, well, if I tell people about it, then you, he was like, bet you I'll. I'm trying to tell you now before I embarrass you in front of your little friend. So <laughs> not in front of your little friend. Girl, I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, I appreciate you for not clowning me. Um, but he said, there is one thing I'm giving you the green light to do. Do that. And then the other I'm stuff is going to come. Yeah. Just the other. And I just, I've been, um, I posted about this recently as well. I've been like procrastinating on this pitch deck that I had to do. And when I told God, okay, I'm going to wait on this other thing. When I tell you that pitch deck, the rest of them slides, it's almost like they did themselves. He was like, finally, because you released the thing that you was just so hell-bent on doing at this particular Mm -hmm. time. And once you let it go, then I was able to give you clarity of vision and everything else went into place. And I was like, oh, is that what was happening? I did not even realize that. So um that was an encouragement for me and i know that you're really big again having a product-based business i see you all the time tell people don't tell me what other products we need to add to our products we because y'all are not over here looking at pricing fulfillment you're not finding the retailer for me the wholesale y'all what unless you're trying to send me some some skews and all baby i don't some coins i'm not trying to particular (laughs) some some coins in particular and it's also, that's something I've learned as I've grown, like, just because you have an idea for a product and you think it might be good doesn't mean your company needs to be producing it. And I think that's a level of maturity I had to reach in my business because I feel like a lot of people, and it's not necessarily, we just don't know what we don't know. Oh, this sounds good. And three people told me they would buy it. No, no. You need to do market research and you need to see what's performing overall. You need to see, does this align with my brand? Because one thing I will say I've done a very good job of is every product that I have is interconnected. Everything flows into everything else. Like it's all very intentional. So no, like that, that's one way to drive me up a wall really quickly. And I think there's also too, just a difference in familiarity because that's that's one thing I've struggled with. I'm not a person, even though I'm a Leo, honey, and I love being a center of attention. When it comes to social media, if you look at my personal page, girl, I'm I'm rarely on there because I'm busy. But like with my business page, I have to be there day in, day out, week in and week out, because 90% of my sales come from Instagram and Facebook. 
it's a, a huge part of my business. But when you have that platform, it opens you up to people from everywhere to give their opinion and to try to interject things and speak things over your business. And it's like, no, man, that's not my vision. And so I think it's really important to be crystal clear about who you are and who your business serves and what you're doing and where you're headed and not really allow people to get you off course because they can have the best intentions and they can say things that sound nice, but is that what God told you to do? Is that what God wants you to do? So I, I just encourage people stay rooted in him. Like people say something and how you broke and out of business. So it's really important to like stay true to the vision that God gave you versus listening to random people on the internet. So good. So what would your, what would be a final piece of advice you give to someone who is maybe in a transitional period who maybe they feel like, and I know this happened for me where I looked up and I was like, okay, how much of my life is what I feel like God has called me to do and how much is what I feel like other people are expecting me to do, right? Like, how do you, what do you say to that person and how do they kind of recenter themselves to be able to move into it? Because even that, it's not like they're going to get recentered and be like, okay, that's the thing. And then they're going to run mm -hmm. into it, right? But how do they make peace with that transition as they move away from what they've traditionally been known for? Like you were saying, mm -hmm. brain and athlete to maybe this new thing that hasn't even fully crystallized yet. What would you say to them? Yeah. Mm. I would say start today. Like, there's nothing you can do to change what has been done. Like, you're not back there no more. Even if that was yesterday, you you cannot change that. Ask God what it is that he has for your life. And I say nine times out of ten, you probably already know that. You're just avoiding it because it's scary. Do it scared. That's, that's what I'll say. Like, I'm not kidding you. When I quit my job, I was literally shaking in my boots. Like, had so much anxiety that I would wake up in the morning throwing up. Like, oh, my God. What did I do? Do I need to apply for another job? Like, oh my God, Lord. And he's like, girl, what did I tell you? And when I'm telling you, I finally leaned into it and said, God, I trust you, but I'm scared. And I don't know how the heck this is going to work out, but I'm going to do it anyway. When I'm telling you, I got such peace. Like the peace that surpasses all understanding. I did. And I had to, I was so proud of myself because I'm like, I told God I was scared and he still honored that. And I think a lot of us trick ourselves into thinking, no, we have to go in with no fear. Even the people in the Bible admit that they were scared when God asked them to do stuff. And that's okay, but do it anyway. That's what I would tell you. Do it anyway, y'all. And like, mm -hmm. I mean, nobody, I don't care how big people are. I know people who are making millions. And this is not even like a, people are crooks and don't believe what they tell. I'm saying people will tell you, yes, I have millions of dollars in the bank. And I'm still kind of like, okay, are we still good? Like, is this, you know, money is not purpose, right? Like there's just, no. there's so much that goes into it. And we just have to have that flexibility. We have to give ourselves that permission to evolve. Um, and, and, and I just, that was the reason why I wanted to focus on transitions for this season of the podcast, because y'all, you know, we're nearing the end of the year. 2023 is, uh, Lord Jesus, it feels like we just got into 2020 still. I feel like we've been in 2020 for three years. Mm -hmm. um, but I just, I, I, I really, I feel like this is such a season where us as God's daughters are supposed to be giving birth to these 
phenomenal things because they're going to change the trajectory of everything that happens after. And Mm -hmm. we are in a space. One of my pastors said this earlier. He said, we are in a spot where we cannot miss Mm -hmm. and and cannot miss. Doesn't mean we don't make mistakes. It's like, like Soraya was just saying, we cannot not start. You have to start Mm -hmm. starting, falling. Okay. But you need to start because you're never going to get to the third, fourth, fifth version of a thing if you don't do the first version of a thing. And I know that Mm -hmm. we don't like to fail, but maybe it's better to fail when you got a small group looking at you than you are on a public platform and everyone's like, oh my gosh, this whole time I thought she was this person and that's just not who she is. So thank you so much for being our guest. Um, Share one more time how people can stay connected with you and that'll be all for it. Yeah, um, Instagram underscore manifest your purpose and Facebook is manifest your purpose LLC. Thank you. All right, Purpose Peeps, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Soraya dropped so many gems and nuggets. I loved what she said about, you know, just being confident in our identity in God because the things that we do for our careers can change but our identity in him does not change that's definitely something I'm going to be meditating on throughout the week and I'm sure you all have your tidbits that you are taking away so I'd love for you to tag us on Instagram at be Smith and at underscore manifest your purpose and just share what you're taking from today's episode and of course be sure to subscribe if you haven't subscribed already and share this episode with a friend Uh, all season long we have some really awesome conversations just like this one about transitions to different things and I hope you guys will join us back here again next week all right bye-bye